What up, podcast? I hope that the traffic clears for you soon, because I know so many of you listen in the car. I know I do, and I get stuck in traffic all the time. Sometimes I'm spending two and a half hours in the car on the way home. So the podcast is my is my way of learning. Uh, so I've got a lot of love for the podcast, and that's why I'm trying to uh, record some more specific intros for you, rather than just stripping the video content. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's an interesting time in the world right now, to say the least, so I hope something like this is a little bit uh, light-hearted for your morning, or your afternoon, or your evening. I hope you're enjoying your run, or your commute, or whatever it is. Uh, this is Deal Junkie, episode one. Uh, it's a new thing that I'm trying out, something I've wanted to do for a while. Uh, it is what I am most passionate about, uh, buying and selling stuff. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, my name's Andy, and my favourite thing to do in the world is buy and sell stuff. So this is Deal Junk. In today's episode, we are joined by Cam Redpath. Um, Cam, nice to meet you. I've actually never met Cam in real life before um, because he lives in Canberra, and I live in Melbourne, which makes it relatively difficult. Um, but we connected on TikTok. We're making uh, a similar style of content um, and we ended up connecting in that fashion. Why don't you, uh, what do you do for a living, Cam? Uh, so Andy, I, um, I'm actually in the Air Force. Um, I do do security in the Air Force and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. But yeah. um, I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial side and always thought outside the box a little bit. So um, that's probably what led to me doing those, starting those flipping videos and um, yeah, sort of getting get that TikTok going and yeah. Yeah, seeing, just seeing how it went from there. I love it. From there. Yeah, I love it. Did you grow up doing that sort of thing? Um, yeah, yes and no. Not not flipping as such, but more... Um, more. I'm just going to put this on mute so it doesn't yeah. keep buzzing. Um, yeah, so, so not really flipping as such, but grew up in Bathurst in New South Wales, like a sort of medium-sized country town. Yep. And um, I sort of, I raise chickens and stuff. So it's probably not the traditional kind of start a lot of people get, but I'd, um, yeah, I'd get, get some chickens from the local uh, pet shop, if you will. And then, um, yeah, get a rooster, get a hen, get them breeding and then raise them up and then sell the chicks off. And I'd also, oh, actually I did do a little bit of flipping now, thinking about it. Went to, um, yeah. on eBay, I'd buy like chicken feeders and uh, like waterers and stuff mm. um, at, like bulk discount and then sell them off again for a bit higher. So yeah, now think about it, probably was a little bit of flipping back then as well. Yeah, right. That's fantastic. And um, so you were doing it at a younger age. Did you, what is it about the flipping that you like? Is it, is there a feeling associated with it or is it just to pay the bills or? Well, I didn't really have many bills back then. I, th- I think it was just my, yeah, probably just my interest in it. Just um, sort of doing not what, not what a lot of my friends are doing. A lot of them would play like video games and stuff and yeah. never really been a big gamer. I think the only uh, console I ever had was a Wii yeah. and um, that was because my family bought it. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's just the intrigue of buying something and then finding people that want to buy it again, I think, and yeah, yeah making that cool little profit. And it's always cool at that age to, you know, get a little bit of cash to be able to spend, so... Yeah, yeah definitely. You feel like, no, yeah. definitely. You feel like a hero at a <laughs> 10 years old walking around with a full wallet. No, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's no, no, I really uh, I like that. So if um, so, how long have you been making the, the flipping videos on TikTok for now? The first one was probably only about 
uh, six weeks ago, I think it might have been. Yeah, okay. Uh, yep. five, five or six weeks. And literally what made me start it was, like, I, I consume a lot of Gary Vee's content and um, the intrigue of his Garrett style flipping, I'd never done that before. Yep. And then, but also the intrigue of seeing how TikTok can spread your uh, content organically. It was sort of those two things that brought me together. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start it. One day I was driving through um, Queanbeyan, which is a little town just outside um, Canberra. Yep. Saw, saw a garage sale sign. I went, look, stuff it. Went, went to the bank, got some cash out and um, went and made that first TikTok, which is... Um, that's awesome. Well, actually. That's awesome. I love that. Um, had you had a break in between, would you say, so that's six weeks ago, would you say that's when you really started flipping or were you still sort of wetting your appetite in between the chicken um, um, farming and, and flipping stuff? Yep. No, that was probably, there was probably uh, quite a big break in between. I wasn't really doing much yeah. flipping in between that. I, I, I'd always, I was always looking for like little businesses to do and, um, but no flipping as such. That that day was literally the day when look, I'm just gonna just gonna make a video and just yep. see how I go with it kind of thing. Mm. And um out of curiosity, so I had I experienced a very similar thing. So I went into real estate at eighteen. Um uh, but I wasn't doing lots of little side bits and pieces. I was just going to work, just doing my job, just coming home and doing the thing that you do when you come home. Um, and I felt massively unfulfilled, and being 18 years old, I couldn't work out why. Um, now I consume most of my time with running around flipping sneakers or um, doing, um, obviously, my job still, but we I just got my full license, and we're doing some bits and pieces on the side trying to get some listings, so I find myself running around all the time trying to find something to be able to sell. Um, and I've never been more fulfilled in my life. I'm just curious, and if it wasn't the same for you, let me know. I don't feel like you need to lie at this point. Did you notice when you weren't selling stuff, you were a little bit less fulfilled? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I can't come home and sit on, sit on my ass and watch the news or watch Netflix for three or four hours and then go to bed. I have to be, feel like I have to be doing something productive, whether that's selling or whether it's, um, reading to further educate myself or listening to podcasts, whatever it might be, I have to be just doing something to I feel like to improve myself. And um, yeah, I've, I've always done that. I've never really got to a point where I've just, uh, and I'm, I've never really gone through a phase where I've just sat there and done nothing. I've, I've always been sort of reading or yeah, listening to podcasts, or whatever. So I, I 100% see where you're coming from. I yeah, definitely would feel unfulfilled if I wasn't doing something a little bit extra. Yeah, well, I I absolutely stopped. I'd come home, leave at five past five. I'd be home by, I don't know, whatever the commute was, 5.30, and I'd just watch the television. I was living with my folks at the time, so we'd just watch the news or whatever it was, and I was just, um, I was sad. Um, And it hasn't been until, and it gradually got better and better in terms of I would put more load into my life um but it wasn't until I went full force that I absolutely felt 100% just fantastic um so it's interesting so the the name of um this show is Deal Junkie and I think if we're both sort of experiencing that I think we're probably self-proclaimed uh deal junkies um (laughs) we're just absolutely obsessed we can't get off it and when we're not on the drugs we're a mess (laughs) <laughs> and I think that brings up another point, um, Andy, is just like people, once people find what they're passionate about, then 
Like life becomes so easy, but you see mm. so many people in doing things that they're not passionate about and they hate life and they're complaining and they come home and they do try and get that escape of Netflix or the news. And yep. um, yeah, once they find what they're passionate about, it's, it's not, it's like, it's a cliche saying, but it's not even work kind of thing. Yeah. You just, you just love what you do and you just keep doing that each day. And like yourself, you just found real estate and now you feel like so, so fulfilled. Yep. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, if um, if someone was watching this, because obviously we're going to put this out, this is not a private conversation, um, but if someone's watching this right now and they go, you know what, I, I find myself sitting on the couch going, isn't there something more? And they're feeling really anxious and down and they want to get into it. How did, um, how would you start? What would what advice would you have for a new starter? Into flipping or just... Yeah, flipping. Yep. Flipping. Yep, um... I'd say just start what you like. It's it's so it's, it sounds it's so easy to say, but it's so hard to do kind of thing. Like just start, and I, I know that's why I did that day. I, I thought of a thousand reasons. I oh, don't bother. It's like you've got stuff to do. And that day, I drove past that garage house line. I went, no, I'm just going to start. And you just take that first step. Um, I mean, like, so take it back. Someone sitting on the couch. Have a look. There's a, there's a few good, there's a good app for garage sales. There's, um, there's also, you can just Google it. Google's your best friend. Just literally Google garage sales near me this weekend. Yep. Find one near you and just set up a time, go see it and don't get in the zone of you have to buy something. Just go and have a look. That's fun. And, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that would be the best way to start. Google's your best friend with mm. pretty much anything. Like you can pretty much type any question into there and it'll mm. give you an answer. So. Is the product is the product important to you? So what you're actually buying does does that matter? Would you would you flip prosthetic limbs, like something that you don't have an interest in? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I probably haven't I probably haven't really thought about that, but I, the more you know about, it, I think the better because then you can find those really niche deals and you can find the things that maybe these people at the sales or the people selling these things on eBay don't know about this actual product. Um, if you really know a lot about, which can then allow you to get, you know, better margins. Um, I suppose it like, and then it's like, how far do you go? How far morally would you go with what you would <laughs> I mean, as long as you did your due diligence and did your research on what you're flipping and as long as you're okay, but I, I don't see why you couldn't flip. Yeah. you know pretty much anything and as long as you've got that buyer that wants to buy it on the other end then that's yeah uh, yeah no that, that's uh, that's fantastic i think i've thought about this a bit now i think it's different for different people um so my girlfriend's quite into fashion and i've always thought if she was going to flip she has absolutely no interest in flipping at all um i've tried to get her into it a couple of times and she just didn't doesn't give a shit at all um <laughs> But um, if she was going to do anything, it would have to be Levi's or something like that. You know what I mean? Like fashion stuff. Um, she'd get no interest in Disney mugs or old cameras or she'd do sneakers, I reckon. But I'd, whereas for me, I could care. If you said to me right now, um, there's this place in Africa where all the prosthetic limbs go. I don't know why I'm obsessed with prosthetic limbs this morning. It's the first thing that came into my mind. It's the most obscure thing in my mind. So that's where I went. But in Africa... They just get rid of prosthetic limbs there and they're all in great condition. You can pick them up for 50 cents and you can sell them for 50 bucks over here. I'd be in. Fantastic. Let's do it. Um, so for me, it doesn't matter. But I think for some people, 
it does matter. I think it comes back to what you were mentioning earlier. You have to be self-aware about why you're doing it. Uh, if it's because you're, like I'm obviously doing the sneaker thing quite hard at the moment and a lot of people just do sneakers and that's because they're passionate about sneakers and they're going to continue to go on because they love the art of the sneakers and the culture and they love being a part of that and Disney mugs or prosthetic limbs wouldn't work for them. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, I, I think, yeah, I think it, it depends and you've just got to be self-aware, uh, as Mr. Vaynerchuk would say. Um, yeah, I, I love a lot of what he talks about and that. Yeah, that's, like I say, that self-awareness is so crucial because um, a lot of what uh, Gary Vee preaches is, like, um, he, he talks about running businesses and the process of business, but a lot of people get caught up in the fact that he's trying to tell them they've got to run a business. But his underlying message is be self-aware, find what you're passionate about, and do that it just so happens that his passion is building businesses and stuff and yeah just find people get a little bit caught up with that um yep hmm. have you ever had any ambition to try and scale your flipping business and turn it into a hundred thousand dollar a year thing so you can pay yourself a bit and grow the business grow the business you ever thought yeah of that? yeah i mean like that that'd be really cool and i'm still kind of just working out um suppose if I like if it's something that I'm really passionate about and so far like I've, I've been loving it I love that love the adrenaline of going to the sale and going there but it, it's just you've got to work out how you scale it and I think to be able to scale something like that you you need to buy a lot of stuff and have a lot of time to be able to list it on eBay and mm. you know do do the selling and do the packaging um mm. yeah so probably probably a bit mixed as to whether I would really try and scale it to say a hundred grand a year, or if I would keep it as just, you know, a bit, a bit of a hobby, a bit of fun mm-hmm. every few weekends or so. And yep. yeah, just get, get that a bit of an adrenaline hit as you go there, find something and something which I have learned since I started, which would be um, very good for the listeners. I think yep. is um, don't, and I did mention earlier, don't feel like you have to buy something every garage sale. You said that um, I feel like I got, yeah, I feel like I got a little bit caught up with that at the start so I was trying to get items which I could sell and I found um I, I have been away the past month or so um so I did take them off eBay just because I simply couldn't post them but hmm. there's been a few things that haven't sold and it's probably because they're not really niche enough they're more just broad items that I thought are cheap and yeah you know someone will buy them on eBay but it's yep. not always the case so Doing that due diligence with looking on eBay while you're at the sale, finding completed and sold items Mm -hmm. um, so you can see what they're selling for. And also, um, yeah, just make sure it's as niche as you can go. And the more you can know about that product, the better, because you may know something that the seller doesn't know. 100%. I love that. I think that's fantastic. I uh, had a very similar experience because I'm doing this sneaker challenge where I start from zero and build my way up. Um, I'm tracking it in stages. So when I go from zero to 25, that was the first sneaker. I called that stage one. And then stage two was buy $25 worth of sneakers and reinvest them. And then that was stage two. So that's how I'm breaking it down. And I'm noticing stage two, I was um, 7.5 Xing. That's poor, but I don't know what it is as a percentage. Is that 7,500%? Anyway, that's the ratio that I went up by. Um, whereas now that I'm in stage six, I'm barely doubling my money. Um, and I think it's because I'm just buying everything. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. And so that comes back to what you're saying. I'm not really doing my due diligence anymore. I just have to buy a thousand dollars worth of sneakers. So I'm just buying everything. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think you're totally right. Taking your time is is a big factor, and I, I could show you in a spreadsheet that when you don't take your time, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, and especially if um, someone who's wants to start this is pretty strapped for cash. They don't have um, a lot of money laying around. It's really crucial to get exactly the right items to. So you're not wasting any of that money with items sitting around in your lounge room or your yeah. garage or whatever. Yeah, no, 100%. I guess the benefit is you can start from very little. I mean, I started from zero, but I'm a, I was going to say I'm a psychopath. And I like, to, I like to go above and beyond. But you can start from 10 bucks, easy bangers for sure. I mean, there's tons of stuff at garage sales you see that are 50 cents, like little shot glasses and stuff like that. I mean, they're going to be worth something more than 50 cents. Um, I did Hard Rock Cafe shot glasses once. I took them from 25 cents, about two fifty cents, sold them for eight bucks as a set. So, I mean, yeah. you don't need a lot of money. Yeah, exactly right. No. Um, and that doesn't even compare. Like, you look at 25 cents up to, what was it, eight bucks for both of them, so four bucks <laughs> each. So, yeah. Yeah doesn't even compare no it's it's um it's huge i guess i guess the good the great thing is we live in an age right now where this is all possible i mean pre-internet the only way to do this is have the time to stand there and sell it wherever you need to sell it whether that be a market um which would be not feasible for someone like me because i work in real estate so i work saturday sunday so my saturdays and sundays are completely chewed up i only get thursday friday off um so it wouldn't work for someone like me um and you're kind of relying, you got to keep going back. You don't sell your shot glasses or your prosthetic limbs. Then you, um, <laughs> then you have to go back next Saturday, Sunday. Um, whereas now you just put them on and forget. Um, but the thing that I'm finding um, is that people are still not willing to list. I mean, oh, I want to take photos and I deal with shipping, but you got no money and you've got this opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's the um, just 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 on that shipping. Um, a lot of people. I saw a lot of people in the comments. They go, "Oh, <clears throat> look at the shipping. It's almost as much as the item." Or you've done yourself like you've done yourself out of this deal with your shipping. And what a lot of people don't realise is buyers are actually willing to pay the shipping. And if the item is actually niche enough, they don't care. They just want the item. They'll they'll pay whatever the shipping is. And I actually sold a combi mug the other day. Uh, for. I think it sold for four dollars, and the shipping was five fifty or something like that. And the the guy was happy to pay it; he mm-hmm. did, didn't even didn't even question it. And so I think that just brings up the point: like people are going to pay shipping. The shipping doesn't have to eat into your profits. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I am interested in, um, and I don't have the answers, and I don't expect you to have the answer either. Um, but one thing I have been thinking about a lot is how will the coronavirus impact what we do and our ability to sell shit that people um, are willing to just throw $10 at for a combi mug. I mean, that could be interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's something I've been thinking about a little bit as well. Like you, A lot of people are sort of locking down in their homes and um, sort of trying to save their money. So they don't have this money laying around or the, they don't have the mindset to go out and look for something which is kind of like frugal spending, if you will, or mm. something that's not a necessity. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have the answer. I could, I can't really predict where it's going to go. Oh, I suppose it's just a matter of just seeing where it's going to go. And 
I think that's where I'm fortunate um, is because I don't rely on this flipping for a living. Um, it's yeah. just a hobby. But, yeah, certainly something that um, people would have to take into consideration if they were doing it as their sole income. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's like anything really I mean any business you start you've got to by guarantee most people don't think about what happens if we end ourselves up in this situation um, but it's one of the it's the due diligence you got to do you got to do DD on anything yeah yeah, yeah. exactly right mm-hmm. um, yeah that due diligence will save a lot of a lot of heartache in the back end definitely sure. 100% mm. well that's kind of it for me. Have you got anything else that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, anything we didn't touch on? Yeah, probably just the, just that overall thing of just with the flipping, just, yeah, just start. Make sure you go, go to Google, find garage sales near you. Yep. People in country towns might find it a little bit harder, but you don't have to go to garage sales. There's, there's a whole eBay marketplace. You can look for cheap items. There's, um, not sure which platform it is, if it's Gumtree or what, but they actually have the free items, which Gary V talks about. Gumtree. Um, Gumtree. Yeah, get the free items, get them, and, you know, it's this beautiful day and age we live in. You can get things posted to you. You can do your search online. Yeah. Um, you don't actually need to be going out. I, I just find it interesting going to these garage sales because it's pretty cool. Like, you don't really know what you're going to find. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, and I've, like I've watched all of Gary V's trash talks and I was like, fire out, that'd be cool to try. And just yeah. just the simple act of starting and now, yeah, it's so, yeah, I, I find it really fulfilling. Yeah, no, it's, um, I love it too. I, I was saying to someone the other day, I wouldn't do anything else. Worked out what I want to do in my life. It's buy things and sell them. I don't care how expensive they are, whether they're huge yeah. contracts or tiny little mugs. I just want to buy shit and sell shit for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, that's it. Definitely understand. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I can't think of anything else I've got, um, Andy, but thanks for, you know, having oh, me on. Thanks for coming on. It's episode one, an idea I had, um, because I enjoy talking about this sort of stuff, and I thought, why not create an environment where people can learn, and I can indulge myself as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it's very exactly sad. right. Yeah. Yep, and, you know, it's better than coming home and getting your release from, you know, watching Netflix or watching the news, so... Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I love it. Mm, fantastic. Well, if you want to follow Cam on TikTok, uh, his information will be down below. Um, and I might pop a couple of your other bits and pieces in there too. Um, so go and follow him on all the different um, various social medias. Um, but uh, that's it, I think. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for coming on, Cam. Um, and you'll see us in episode 002. See ya. I got flow, I got